Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another NBA heist edition of the Rambling Viking podcast, where we've got guest and founder, no, idea man, driving force behind the idea that is uh, our NBA heist, Connor. Um, dang, was hoping not to mess that up, but here we are. <laughs> so... Today, it's fitting though for today's episode because that one of the teams we're talking about has gone out the window. Uh, yeah. yeah. And it's real bad. Yeah. So, you know, we cracked into the top eight with the last episode and we were like, you know, these two are kind of, eh, the, the Grizzlies are kind of interesting, Orlando. Blah. And, you know, the idea was that, of course, the ones outside of the top eight, minus the Trailblazers and Pelicans, we're kind of eh, whatever, you know. They're probably yeah. most of them probably aren't going to make the playoffs, so it's really just going to be two weeks of basketball for them. And then we get into the mix, and we realize that hey, if players decide not to go to Orlando, it could really change the dynamic of a team who who was fairly good and got to a seven seed. I mean, in the East, it's not saying a whole lot, but still yeah. got to the seven seed. But it looks like they're going to fall probably flat on their face. I mean. In a weird, if the Wizards weren't so sucky, I would say that they would, that the Magic would get to the seven, the Wizards would get to the eight, and the Nets would fall out. But the Wizards and the Magic are all so bad. These three bottom teams are so bad. I don't know. Like, it's yeah. just kind of like whatever. Pretty much. But, uh, everyone on the Nets was like, nah, I'm out, dog. <laughs> like, I'll see you next season. Yep. So they, they saw the writing on the wall for this heist and was like, nah. Good. So let's go ahead and kick it off with the no name Nets, as I like okay. to call them now. Connor, <laughs> take it away. Okay. Well, it starts off with their mastermind is literally an interim mastermind. It's Jack Vaughn. And I even that is tough. Like they fired their coach midseason. They got rid of their mastermind because he wasn't doing it for them. Their real lead men were not down with what he was trying to push the heist that he was wanting to do did not mesh what they wanted to do. It was a whole mess. So they got in Vaughn who I, he hasn't done much of anything in the uh, masterminding world. Uh, very reputable. Anyway, seems like a solid stand up guy, but that's neither here nor there for this. Um, so really you can tell for this whole Orlando bubble heist, it's really just, He's they're looking to get in some young guns and let them get a little taste of uh, what it's looking like. You know, point a gun at someone, tell them to put their hands in the air and give us the money. You know, just just to get their get get their feet wet kind of a thing. They're not really going for it. Maybe these they aren't even going to real banks. They're just creating mock banks just so that way they have any sort of an idea of what it might look like. I mean, I feel like, I feel like almost what they're doing is they're like, Hey, we're going to go rob some seven 11s. And yeah, we're like, we don't, we're not going to worry about the banks. We lost our, we lost our main guys. So let's just try and get these guys some experience and yeah, maybe try so. and come out on the other side better. Yeah, maybe so. And so there's, I don't know if you got anything on uh, Mr. Vaughn, let me know. Anything? Good luck to him. He's yep. wet behind the ears. Everybody on the team is wet behind the ears. It's going to be wild. Yeah. So let's just move on to their uh, point guard. Um, I think we all know him. It's Chris Chauza. 
Wowza, for, what a name. Uh-huh. I waited for a pl- the applause break that the crowd, I'm sure, will have when they hear his name. Um, I'll, I'll be here to insert the, uh, insert the applause. In yeah, post. please do. Um, so he's about as unproven as you can really get. Um, he shoots all right. I mean, but the thing is, he played all of 11 games this year. And in those 11 oh. games, he averaged 11 minutes per game. So mm. we're talking like almost no time with him on the court. We have no idea. Um, the the heist crew really needs a hacker. They really need him to be one. But I, I don't know. I don't know if he's got that. I don't know if he ever knows any code. I don't know if he knows anything more than, you know, playing Snake on a Nokia phone. Like, I have no idea. So... I don't know. You know anything about uh, Mr. Chowza? Um, outside of the fact he looks like a weird mix, he looks like a weird off-brand Fred Van Vliet. Yeah, that's fair. Um, went to Florida, reputable school. So, I just kind of want to um, move on. To Washington. Um, he's got a good amount of tattoos. Um, <laughs> I'm literally just on Google Images looking at different stuff and it <laughs> just because i figured this information that i'm giving you is about as useful as pulling any of his stats pretty much. next all right there too chris lavert actually heard of him um oh yeah see he's kind of gotten better this year at safe cracking much better i mean he's he's doing uh above average and you know defense he's fine but nothing else going. He's a safe cracker. He's kind of got it going finally this year. People have been waiting for it. He can, he can do it. It's about all I got for him. He's got he's got one of the coolest names in uh, in the NBA. Lavert. That's true. Like that is, that is a good basketball yeah. name. Yep. They, so basically, he's he's remnants of the of the original crew who uh, who decided to stay, I guess, just to keep him keep himself fresh and in shape. I don't know, get more work in, maybe work yeah. on a safe cracking here. Yeah. So really, really hone it in. So when the when the big guns come back, he can uh, fill it. He can pull his weight. Yeah, that's all I got. Much. Yeah, that's good enough. Let's move on. Uh, the three, Joe <laughs> Harris. Um, Joe Harris is a good safe cracker. Um, you know, it's almost like. The Brooklyn team, the high school kind of had a plan to get a bunch of safe crackers together and get them around, you know, a great lead man, a solid hacker and a brute and just have a couple safe crackers on rotation. So that way, you know, whenever you have those three really good guys, these two could facilitate, you know, mm. score some points and shoots, base the court, you know, be able to get mm. to the money. It's almost like that happened. You mean to tell me, like, there's a chance that Brooklyn kind of planned out their roster? Yeah, they like, might they, have. They strategically kind of put it together? Yeah. It's like they okay. almost had a whole vision for a heist pretty much put together. And then three of the guys were like, you know what? This heist isn't for me. I don't like it. I'm not going to be here for it because I don't really like Orlando. And I think that this bank is you know, way more guarded than it should be. And it doesn't make sense. And we just need to stay out here. We'll wait for the next one. You know, it, well, one of the guys just got out of the clink. Yeah. So 
he got clipped on his last crew and got caught. And so he just got done doing time. He's like, I'm not ready. He's like, I'm going to keep preparing for the bigger heist down the road that we're, that we're, we're planning, you know, next year. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to forgo this one. Cause I just got out. I gotta, I gotta take care of some stuff. Yep. Yep. Got to make sure he sees the girl and all that kind of stuff first yeah, to get yeah. the money right before he goes right back into the, uh, the old heist business of it all. But whenever he does come, full full expectation next year, Brooklyn will actually be able to go for a heist. But so far, not looking great. So we're far, gonna... <laughs> I'd even say it sounds like Brooklyn's doing a better tactical job of putting a crew together than the other team in New York, the Knicks, have in the last, I don't know, like 20 years. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that was, that's pretty accurate. Okay. Um, but the best part about this is we get to move on to their four, their power forward. Rodion's Curix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays 12 minutes a game. Unproven, nice. to say the least. He tries to crack a safe every now and again. He's not bad at it. Um, doesn't really block shots or get steals. He, he's just... Right now, about all we can say is he's a cash grabber. Maybe there's a hint of being able to crack a safe in the future, but right now he's just a cash grabber. I mean, great name. Don't get me wrong. Rodion's solid name. Yeah. But right now he's, he's a cash grabber. Yep. <laughs> Fair enough. I get that. Yep. So, uh, We'll move on to the five. Uh, Jared Allen, solid brute. Nothing wrong with him. Um, but I just in seared in my memory is the last time uh, he tried to brute with uh, Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. who is, you know, the brute in the uh, heist world today. And he's, he's yeah. one cat burglaring brute, too. Like, he, yeah. he, he's a two-skill brute. Yeah. And Jared Allen has no business – um, being put on against Embiid and sort of a uh, brood off, if you will. Um, <laughs> uh, I can respect Jared Allen, though. He's a solid brute. He knows not to try and crack a safe. I mean, he doesn't even try. He looks at it, says no, and walks away. I mean, stays right in his lane. Nothing wrong with that. So, mm-hmm. solid brute. Just don't tell Joe Embiid he's in town. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree with that. He's one. He's another remnant of the of the crew from this season who uh, is hanging around for this for this heist. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So we'll move on to their sixth man, who's maybe even less exciting, Garrett Temple. He's been doing it a while. He's a veteran. He's driven a lot of cars. That's about it. Nothing. Nothing exciting. Nothing crazy. He's just a he's just a driver. That's all. That's all I got. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the no name nets, folks. Yeah. That's what we have to offer. Let's you know what let's do on for him too. Let's see what okay. Google image. All right, who's he look like? Um oh I'm trying to think. He's played for the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, he's, he's played, played for a bunch of things. He's been in the league the 10 years. Sacramento. He's been in the league how many years? About 10. 
eight to ten, somewhere in there. Woof. Yeah. Oh, that's who he kind of looks like, at least in this Wizards photo. He looks like Otto Porter Jr. a little bit. If Otto Porter didn't wear the glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he has a beard now. Not with his beard so much when it when it's shaved. Um there's your there's your Google image. Oh my yeah. gosh, here's a picture of him next to Otto Porter. Oh dude, I'm putting this in the chat. You gotta see this. Hold <laughs> on. Dude, they're they've gotta be related. Look at this nonsense. Oh yeah. There is definitely some semblance mm-hmm. there in facial structure. That's funny. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what yeah. are their chances of doing anything? Of this really year, just this, not getting. Uh, yeah, this this high group as constructed, they have. I'm gonna say high bar, three <laughs> percent. <laughs> I don't know. You can you can convince me of higher. I would go with it. I just know nothing about them. It's tough. I'm going 3%, and I'm feeling pretty solid about my percentage. <laughs> oh, you can't make this up, dude. They have an interim coach. They're three big stars. <laughs> Decline to play. And so I mean, the interim it- coach, who's trying to hopefully get hired full-time, <laughs> gets the worst-case scenario. All your stars walk. Yeah, even Spencer so Dinwiddie. Now- it walked too. Oh my gosh. Oh, so, I I mean, about their him. best yeah, four like, players aren't playing. If if oh, if you that. consider DeAndre one of their top four players anyway. Hey, where'd Jared going. Dudley go? I forgot what happened to him. The Dud, he went somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what happened he's to the Dud. Random. He's not here though. Yeah. No. Okay. No. He's oh my gosh. Might be a Laker. No, you can't. Oh, he might be. He might be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened to Dud. We'll find him matter. later. Random curiosity. Um, you legally can't go above 3% on their chances here. <laughs> Otherwise, you, you, you will incur a $50 fine on yourself. And for yeah. each additional week that you go on propagating, they have a more than, greater than a 3% chance at pulling off any kind of heist. Um, that fine will increase by $25 per week. So just wanted to yeah. throw that out there. So 3% yeah. for legal purposes here. I'm, yeah. Uh, yeah. 3% max. Yeah. But here's a question. <clears throat> Who's more likely to go 0 and 8 them or the wizards? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, it would come down to skip. I hope they play each other. Up the Wizards and the oh Nets my gosh. so that <laughs> way we can have someone be the worst because it's one of I want to watch. I want to watch that game just because it's like a B-rated movie, but man. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's it, every now and again you got to sit down, find the worst like movie you can on Netflix, and just watch it. We, un, under the context, like, hey, this is a really bad movie. Like, <laughs> you've seen this is this is the trash can battle, you know. Yeah. The, that's the game when the, the Nets play the the Wizards. That's the battle of the worst. It's it's it's. I don't know, man. The thing about watching a terrible movie that you know is terrible is that it's almost funny 
how bad it is. Yeah. But whenever it's two teams that are terrible and it's just ten guys out there trying their best, that makes it hard to laugh at, man. It just feels mean. Like, (laughs) it's just tough. It's not their fault. Both of them just had a bunch of people hurt or not showing up to the bubble. You know? I think probably the Wizards are a little more likely to go 0-8, but you could tell me either one. You could tell me both of them will go 0-8, and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Checks out. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I. that's enough on this team, but that's yeah, please. Yeah, 3% at best. And uh, let's go ahead and move on to an actually interesting team. Um, I can't believe we still have non-interesting teams, and we're at the seven seed, but mm-hmm. here we are. Um, so we'll move on to – the Dallas Mavericks, who is a team I have a weird affinity for just because of who, how they've decided to build in the last two years and the pieces they've acquired. I'm like, hmm, it's fun to watch team. And I think Luca just might be my favorite up-and-coming like star. I don't right, know. Yeah. He's just hard That's not to fair. like. He is. He's tough not to like. He um, doesn't look... Super athletic or good, but he's so good. But he is, yep. That's about right. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense that he's that good. So let's just start off with the coach, the mastermind, if you will. That's Rick Carlisle. He is a proven, excellent mastermind. I mean, one of the top ones. He is a great mastermind. He'll get you in the right place at the right time. Not a whole lot to say about him. Big praises. I agree. He's 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 made his he's he's been on the circuit before. He's been, you know, he's been the mastermind for a lot of crews. This guy yep. knows what he's doing, yep. and it's you know it's showed. He he's got he's got a good Mavericks team with a lot of good pieces, and I think he's he's doing well with them. So I think yeah. he having him at the helm like that, I mean, gives his team pretty good chances. Yeah, I mean, he's won the big he's he's pulled off the big one before, so he can he can certainly do it again in my mind. Um, let's just go on to, let's start with Luca, Luca Doncic. Um, yeah, no, I got, he's really exciting, new to the scene lead man. I mean, we were talking before we even wanted to give him a role, how exciting he is, but he doesn't, he doesn't look like he would be a lead man. No, You wouldn't think looking at him, he'd be a lead man, but he is, and he is too. It's crazy how much of a lead man he is. Yeah. You look at him, you're like, hey, that's a Garrett Temple. And it's not. It's closer to a Kobe Bryant, folks. <laughs> Whew, yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Pretty much. So. Can, and, and you can't, like, you just got to leave it at lead, man, because he can safe crack. He can hack. Yep. He can, yep. um, he's a smooth operator for sure. Like, okay, yep. this dude, this dude can do it all. He's pretty here. much. And. He, I think he's an awesome lead man. I'm excited. Yeah, all I in. Like him. Yep. So mm-hmm. let's move on to their two guard, Seth Curry. Seth. 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 Um, Seth. Yeah, it's not. It's not Wardell. It's Seth. So <laughs> not Wardell. I'm, I wonder how many people know. Like I, I obviously know because I talk to you a lot. You know, and that's <laughs> been an ongoing joke. But that's <laughs> that he's actually Wardell Curry. Wardell Stephen Curry. Oh. Yep. But no, this is yep. Seth Curry, and he is an excellent safe cracker. Like he's shooting forty five percent from three this year. Great, great safe safe cracker. 
He's not his brother, but I mean, still, he's a safe cracker, and you want him on your team. What do you think? He's he is a safe cracker, but at the same time, um, you probably looked at this because you had a weird insomnia episode last night. But he defense, he's built. He he has a better wingspan. He's slightly bigger than his brother. And so he's yeah. built to be a better defender. And I know he is actually a, like a pretty decent defender. So yeah. I almost I almost said like safe cracker, but maybe a, kind of like a smooth operator-ish just because he be does tough. kind of have another dimension to him. Like he's he's borderline smooth operator maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I, I can I mean, be talked into it, but I mean he's just such a good safe cracker that – I didn't hardly want to say almost anything else. I mean, he's like a smooth safe cracker. He walks in, gets yeah. past the guards, and then also cracks the safe. A yeah, little bit of that. I like that. Because he, he's really he's really primarily just a safe cracker. So yeah. we'll uh we'll we'll stick with that. I like him though. Yeah. Um, but you know most safe crackers like don't really play defense, but he actually does. Usually they don't, but surprisingly he'll get a good defensive dis- assignment, and then he'll also go on the, the other end of the floor yeah. and be like, "I'll hit a three in your face." So, it's like, yeah. all right, cool. Man. Yeah, we cool. gotta remember. We gotta remember what we're calling him because, uh, well, I guess we won't actually get to him this year. Clay, Clay Thompson. He's the he's the prototype for whatever Seth Curry's trying to pull. That same yeah. cracker also plays defense. Clay Thompson mm-hmm. is the pinnacle, but we won't actually get to them because the Warriors aren't going to the bubble. I. I'm not used to them not being in a weird. playoff conversation. It's weird, but we might do a fun. I don't know. I thought about a, just a side note. I haven't told you this, so I'll just tell you this now on this episode <laughs> and everybody else that um, I thought I did have was that it would be fun to go back, like because that Warriors team would be really cool to do. Obviously, everyone's interested in them. The um, the the pre the big three Miami team and 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 Thunder teams. Like maybe we go back and do some of these classic teams as heist and teams that either pulled off the big heist or almost did and break them down. And that could just be an ongoing, like a continuation of this series once we get through the Orlando teams. So yeah, I I think, I think it's something we'll kind of come back to, but I don't remember what we classified our three and deep people as. So that's why that's the, yeah. Yeah. Whatever that is. I don't remember if you said, maybe we just call him a clay. Maybe. (laughs) I don't. I don't know because we might have actually said safe cracker. The most, the best safe cracker would be a three and D. I think we did. But we kind of went think, away I think from we it because there's not much of that. I, I don't remember. Yeah, we'll just call. Yeah, I think the pinnacle safe cracking is three and D, but yeah, because smooth operator was different. Hacker was also different. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll stick with that then. Anyways, carry on. Okay, um, our three, Tim Hardaway Jr. Um, he really, He's really cracking safes this year. He really is. He's shooting very well. I think it's in the 38% range, somewhere in there. So, you know I mean? And he's scoring pretty much all around, plays decent defense. Not great, but decent. So maybe he's a low-caliber smooth operator. I, I don't know. I mean, this kind of goes back to we just got done with Seth, who was – you know, brother to one of the really great players. Now this is like Tim Hardaway Jr. This is, you know, he's not his dad, but I mean, still, he's a good player. 
I mean, low caliber, smooth operator, safe cracker, whatever you want to say. I'm good with either. Dang. I, yeah, I just pulled it up because I was just curious. Homeboy shooting 40% on seven threes uh, a game this year. Yeah, Holy 40%. crap. I knew it was up there, but he's doing it. Yeah. Dang. Okay. No, I'm fine with um, – <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think he's just another high-level safe cracker, and but but I do think. See, he, where's his points at? Where's he stand? He averages almost sixteen points, so he's our third leading scorer. Yeah. Um I think he's got maybe a little bit more all-around game. Yeah. So I'd almost see, call him a more of a smooth operator than Seth, just because Seth is like. I mean, that family is just really like pure shooters, and then he just happened yeah. to develop some defensive game. Tim Hardaway yeah. Jr. feels like a more complete player to me. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But he's just been cracking safes this year, really. He really got into that aspect of his game. Yeah, he really did, and he showed that he can crack some safes this year. Of course, and he's also receiving oh hacking passes from uh, Luca, which really will help. You know, he's got more time to crack the safes now. It's basically what it comes down to. And so that, oh, yeah. that just really helps. Yeah, lead man Luca is so, I mean, efficient at getting getting to the safe that it's like he has triple the amount of time that yeah. he was used to, you know, when he was on the New York Knicks or whatever, you know, any other. Yeah, I think he was also on the Hawks at one point. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so. Anywho. So. All right. Uh, so next we move up. To Maxi Kleber. Huh? Yeah. Maxi Kleber. Hold on. He didn't say his name right. Maxi Pad Kleber. <laughs> that's, that's his middle name. Yeah. I didn't look oh. up his middle name. Thank you for doing that for me. Um, mm-hmm. You're welcome. He's a cash grabber. There's, he shoots a little bit. He doesn't play great defense. He doesn't get a lot of rebounds. Not a lot of steals, not a lot of blocks. He's a cash grabber. He's a body. Great job, Maxie. Yep. Keep it up, Maxie. Keep it up. Yep. <laughs> so let's just move on because their five mm-hmm. is so much more entertaining. That oh, is Chris Porzingis. Oh, Ooh, you so, know what this team is? I just just hit me because yeah. from it's a it's a it's a it's an Eastern European sandwich because you're, you're, you're one guy. You're one is Luka Doncic, an Eastern European wonder. Chris Stapps is the unicorn, the Eastern European unicorn. And then everything else. And so it's a sandwich of Eastern European. That's not bad. You're yeah. welcome. Straight out of Dallas. Who would have thought? Yep. So, you have the uh, Latvian sandwich. All right. <laughs> so I kind of put him at a cat burglar. I guess he's getting a little more brute in him. You know, he's playing some good, tough defense down there, protecting the bucket. Um, he's blocking shots, stuff like that. Back when he was at New York, he was very clearly the lead man there. I mean, he was on a full path to being a league-wide known lead man. Um, he's still probably the secondary lead man, you know, like we said yeah. uh, with the team before, but how if – Luca's out of the room doing something else. Everyone's going to look to Chris Stapps, and Chris Stapps will take care of it. I mean, I got no 
I got no saying he won't. I mean, he's coming back from the ACL, so he's still still getting back, but um, he can shoot, so he's pretty offensive. Um, he's got a little bit of post-up game, not a lot yet. So, I don't know. You could call him a cat burglar, smooth operator. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe a secondary lead man, a right-hand lead man. I don't know. Whatever you want to call him, really. He's kind of like C.J. McCollum for Dame. You know, yeah, in, in, in Portland, he, he's that way to Luca. Like he was a lead man, but he, this is clearly Luca's team. Oh, here, yeah. And, but he's but it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a two man operation. Like he's obviously like, you're right. He's obviously the secondary, but he, he, he kind of pretty much does. I mean, it, the defensive game is where he's lacking the most, but even there, he's not like awful. No, you know, he's, he's not. not He's not Hassan Whiteside. So, no, and he's getting better is what's crazy. So Yeah, and what's hilarious is he's like a beanpole and Hassan's like actually <laughs> built. So, you yep. know, it, just from the aesthetic, if you if you nobody if you put those two next to each other uh, for somebody who didn't know the game, it was like, who's better on defense? <laughs> You'd be like, uh, Hassan, obviously. Nope. Yes, you would. So, but I, I think, I think he's more cat burglar accurately describes him, but it's incomplete. Yeah. So I think he's, he's a cat burglar, also smooth operator and, um, uh, not, not quite a safe cracker. Um, but just, he has, he has a pretty good all around game and just kind of a secondary lead man, really. Yeah. What he is. So it's it's one of those where it's like, these guys get so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. True. True. Um, I'm good with just calling him a smooth operator, really, because he probably is. Yeah. He's not probably not the best smooth operator out there, but I mean, I'm good with calling him that. If you are, yeah, because with how he plays, he has to be like crafty. You're freaking seven foot tall, and you're playing like this, dude. Like, yep, true, true, true. If you were doing this in the '80s, people would be like, "Who? What? What? No, you're doing. You're you're playing wrong." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So um, let's just move on to the uh, sixth man, Dorian Finney-Smith. Awesome. So now we can move on and talk about our chances. I'm kidding. Well, basically, he's their driver. Meh. It's fine. He knows where the brakes are. He knows where the gas is. He can turn the car on and go. Yeah. Um, But you know who – so Dorian may be driving the car. But we all know who's who's really driving the car, and that's that's the the co-pilot and and co-lookout Boban Marjanovic. He's look, we're breaking the rules here, but we make we made the rules so we can break the rules. Everybody yep. loves Boban. Yes. This man needs a place. Dorian, you're fine. You're good. You're just a driver. We really wanted Boban to be our driver, but the statistics tell us otherwise. It's a little bit sad, but how can you not put Boban in here? Come on. I don't know how you don't. I mean, solely because of him, you have to get such a large getaway vehicle if he's involved in this. Um, But really, you'd be looking at maybe he's – I mean, obviously he's a brute, but he's also got touch, I mean, over both shoulders. It's really impressive. Uh, I think he's just extra muscle that was just walking by the heist and decided to get involved because he likes to help. 
and um, everyone, no one even arrested him. Like he didn't get away with the driver or anything like that. The normal t- ice team just took off and left Bobon, but Bobon just kind of helped up all the hostages. Like here, it's okay, you'll be fine. And they were like, okay, see you, Bobon. Thanks for your help. And he just leaves. Like he didn't even take any money. He was just there, you know, hanging out, becoming a fan favorite. Absolutely. And he ended up getting interviewed on the news. Yeah, exactly. Like he got like, that news interview, and, he, and then he became he became an icon and a living legend, and cherished yeah. in everybody's and all and every all the viewers' hearts. Yeah, and, you know how uh, Stockholm syndrome, that kind of thing. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm, we're mm-hmm. we would be close if this happened. We would be close to having to rename the syndrome to Bobon syndrome, just because oh. everyone would love him and they would be on his side. And yep, I mean. It's just kind of how it is. Yeah, and he's – I mean, those massive hands are so gentle. We don't know how, but they are. <laughs> Talking with the basketball, folks. Get your minds out of the gutter. Okay, so we got our Bobon mention. What are their chances here? I mentioned last episode that, you know, I, I saw in an article someone – there was a, it was 10 bold predictions. Only about three of them were bold. But one of those three was that the Mavs. I would say I was. It was at least the top five. They might have said the three seed though, but five seed or better was at least what it said. And so I was like, hmm, that is fairly bold. But I mean, it's not out of the wheelhouse. I think no. It just would all depend on the matchups. But anyway, um, as far as their chances to pull off a successful heist. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of it's we're kind of trending upward now. Finally, like this is a decent little squad, little heist crew here. I'm saying maybe as much as 33, 35%. Like I can see it anyway. I can see the writings on the wall for a potential heist to go off without a hitch. But it's probably not there yet. I mean, thanks a lot for almost nothing, Maxie. And you yeah. know, just some get a little more seasoning as the group together with Kristaps getting him back, his legs back under him, getting him in into high shape and all that. But I can see it 30. I'm going 33, 35% somewhere in there. I like 35%. Yeah. Um, just because it, it, if you had somebody better besides old maxi pad in there and um, I think you could, I, I, you know, if they had kind of another piece who was more defined role player, yeah, I could see it as you know, even maybe getting upward forty or upwards, but thirty five percent feels good. Like we're we're at least in the positives here, you know. We're, oh, yeah. we're not down in the twenty percent range, so yeah. I, I like thirty five percent for their chances because they have a lot of good pieces. So we're finally getting those teams that are actually interesting and have some good pieces to them. So thirty five percent sounds good to me. Yeah, they figure out something to do with old Maxi, and they get themselves a better driver, maybe two drivers, really. Um, we'd really be looking at something, I think. Yeah. And I mean, looking, looking at, yeah, they awkwardly could get up to like the three seed. That's weird. Yeah. There's a chance. And Mm -hmm. I, I, that didn't really affect my rating for heist success rate, but I mean, it's, it's, it's cool. It's looking good. Interesting conversation kind of situation. So, um, to recap, and we didn't recap the Nets because you don't want to recap the Nets. No. 
But to recap, you know, you got you got a, a pretty epic mastermind in Rick Carlisle, very proven. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. You have up and coming uh high profile lead man in Luca. Uh he can do it all. He's fun to watch. Um he's unassuming too. You yeah. got a proven safe cracker in Seth Curry, who can also play a little defense. Um so he's got some other moves. Some other skills there, but he's mainly just a safe cracker. You have a newly more of a smooth operator, but really this year have been cracking more safes than anything. Tim Hardaway Jr. Um you have you you have your your warm body, Maxi Pad Kleber. Yep, six and fouls. And you got good hard six fouls. You got he can carry a lot of duffel bags full of cash. Uh-huh. Yep. Then you've got Chris Tapps, Porzingis, who's kind of a co-lead man, secondary lead man, whatever you want to call him, whose um, primary skill set's kind of like a cat burglar, but um, maybe more, more into a smooth operator because his defensive prowess is kind of coming into its own, and um, he does have some real finesse about him. So he's he's got a fairly well-rounded um, game there. And then – Old Dorian Finney Smith, just uh, you got a warm body who can drive a car. Yep. But then you got your bystander Boban, who saw this going on, just came over to help. Everybody likes him. He actually didn't get any cash out of the heist, but he somehow awkwardly helped the heist. But then yep. helped the hostages and the people who were there for the heist. I got a news interview in the process. It's a weird situation, but um. Yeah, the the name Stockholm syndrome is up for debate right now because of all the ruckus that he caused about it. So (laughs) that's where we are, and give him a. So right now they have the highest chances of completing the heist, and that's a thirty-five percent chance. So uh, I see them as uh, that's that's awesome. We're trending upward here, and from here on out, it should be actually all very interesting teams. Yeah. So for the most part, I mean Philadelphia is a weird one, but. Should be pretty interesting. So, interesting. Um, yeah, but I think that wraps it up for this episode of NBA Heist on the No Name Nets and the Latvian Mavericks. So we're going to uh, close out. And now on this one, unlike the last one, go ahead and send us in some feedback. Hopefully not on the Nets because nobody has any feedback on them outside of the fact that nobody knows them. Uh, but give us give us your feedback, your thoughts on anything and everything. You know, maybe you have some insight on some of these roles that weren't clearly defined with the Mavericks because they have some guys that can do some multiple things. So uh, the Rambling Viking at gmail.com is where you can reach me, and would love to know any and all your thoughts. Please, if you like this, if you enjoy this, and you know, share it around, get the listenership up, and maybe we can make this more of a more broad conversation. Uh, so Connor, thanks for being on, and we will see you guys in the next installment of NBA heists.